0: I'm in and feast your problem. How's it going? Good. Yeah, now I was finished. Really, they're not selling many of these beds online (laughs) because of the design faults, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. dirty. Yes, now is good. Okay, I can tell you. Okay. Let me just this out the way. way. All right. Now is good. All right. This is better when one is... If I've this way, is it this way? or this way, right? No, this, this way. way. This, this way, way. This design, 1970, 67. really? Yes, yeah, style. Uh, you notice this furniture built like this style around uh, 1970. It looks nice. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, okay. But, all, right. all right, so we're pretty good. Yes, I think it's good, you know, because did you see it? This was metal support. Yes. This. Yeah. That was what it was before. Yeah, this trash. Uh, just I... keep it on it, so I guess. I mean, you don't think there'll be any problems moving forward? No, now, now is good, you know this. Okay. Uh, I need you to sign for my English. Whichever, okay, sure. sure. Come in and feast your problem. Yeah, it's trash. And of course, of black pudding. I was at HMP Pentonville last week. They've now got patrol dogs who are barking, which helps deter drones. <laughs> I couldn't resist it. I couldn't resist it, my lovelies. I couldn't resist it. Hello there my puddings. it's champion British butler, keep calm and cauliflower cheese, episode 209. And here we are once again, as happy as can be, all good friends and jolly, le jolly, a good, a bon compagnon. So I've secured myself an old 1920s tin bath, I filled it with ice, and I have my feet dipping in it. And, boy, those little ice cubes are tasty. Oh, yeah. Take some of those, put them in the gin and tonic, mixed with some feet cheese. Oh, that's lovely. What an afternoon we have in store for you as I try to cool down in one of the biggest heat waves the world has ever seen. What are we going to hit today? What was the temperature outside at the moment? It's 91 degrees, and it's only... 10 minutes to 10 there we go you get a time check this is when i'm recording it 10 minutes to 10 and it's 91 degrees but i'm cooling down very nicely i do have a very very bleached white handkerchief knotted on top of my head to avoid any of the sun's glare i'm just wondering if i take how many slices of american cheese would i need to coat my head i i I reckon that uh that maybe six slices of that American cheese that you put on your burger, does it even melt? I think it'd be a perfect protection. Forget the knotted handkerchief, forget a Panama. Six slices of American cheese on one's head, and you've got yourself a party. All you need then is a little bit of pickle, or maybe a dash of Piccalilli, and you're right in there with a weekend party. Fit for a king. I also discovered the other day that I have very sensitive nostrils. I mean, I do flare my nostrils pretty constantly, but I got some of the mint shaving foam. So I've moved on to mint everything, mint and tea tree everything. Uh, mint and tea tree uh, bar soap, mint and tea tree shower foam, and now I've got the shaving foams mint and tea tree. I got a little bit up my nose. And uh, and I mean, you get a tingle. You get a tingle everywhere, don't you, when you use this mint tea tree stuff. but. My nose, I, I couldn't stop sneezing for about six minutes. I, I think it was six and a half minutes to be exact. I did time it for you, the listener, who's a little bit more analytical, a little bit detail-orientated. Now, a detail-orientated fellow or chap may not listen to this show, but it was six and a half minutes of uh, Gazundai stuff going on where I was sneezing up this foam. I have very sensitive nostrils. And I'm wondering if it's because I shave my nasal hair and um it's like on an uh, you know an insect's leg that has those little bits of hair those receptacles that protect them like on a bee or a, or an ant or any of those things they have little bits of hair don't they and the little bits of hair in my nose i think it's receptacles to help me from any issues with sensitivity i, I think that's what it does i'm like a uh, i'm almost like jeff goldblum and the fly uh, but, you know, I'm growing into a fly very slowly, starting with my nostrils that are basically the receptacles for little insect legs. Yes, it's a very, very sensitive, uh, sensitive nose. But I've also found that rubbing that mint uh, essence behind my ears, that mint foam, it all foams up into a lava. It's amazing, isn't it? You wet your face, bit of warm water, and it expands. I mean, you needed this in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You need it, you need it, you know, to get a little bit of it, all you need is an almond shaped size of this. And it all foams up rather marvelously. I mean, the children would have loved that you've got the everlasting gobstoppers you've got augustus gloop in the chocolate river and then you've got this mint foam that starts the size of a little peanut or almond and then it, it's just like it's like a foam party back in the 1990s in the club where the foam would get absolutely everywhere everybody would have a wet t-shirt missus mm-hmm, yes yes and uh, you would party the night away. And, and all of that from an almond of foam, probably. An almond of foam would make that a beautiful nightclub. Like so anyway, on the show today, we have lots of things to chill you out. This is the chillaxing show. Just, just listening to my, uh, my dulcet, monotonous tones... It is almost like a metronome, and you're probably feeling very sleepy, very sleepy, very sleepy. It is lovely to be here. I want to see myself the crutch, the prop, the little lolly stick that keeps you going, that keeps you nice and upright, nice and erect, ready for the weekend. And here we go again, people, for another dive into audio dynamite. Yeah, this trash so just a little recap on yesterday's program for you we had burrito versus wrap what's the difference between the two it was a real rapper's delight let me tell you uh, also um do you want to wet the bear skin of a grenadier guard that sounds rather naughty doesn't it but how can you keep those boys the queen's guards the grenadier cards cool just wet the bearskin, skin that's the key uh, and what's your favorite lolly to put up your hoo-ha Yes, it, there's studies out there that suggest putting an ice lolly up your bottom cools you down. And there's a doctor who swears by it. Now he's uh, now he's on his own, practicing uh, in a little pity party with a single solitary mini violin playing. Uh, we never talked about how I now put post-it notes up on the wall. Do you think it's to remind myself to do the ironing, do the starching, polish the brass, polish the silver steam the plates steam my master's handkerchiefs no it's post-it notes for golf tips i think there's ants in my bed uh, as you heard at the top of the show the bed man came has the whole bed rescue operation worked you'll find out later you're probably aware that yeah okay. uh, it's poor spatial awareness uh, something that ills me that challenges me on a day-to-day basis and it is an infliction that I have it is a disease a virus that I have I have no spatial awareness whatsoever so I'm looking up articles on spatial awareness a lot of people with spatial awareness problems it seems Uh, I'm now also taking the wrong cutlery to the table no no it's nothing to do with fish knife by the way what happened to the fish knife many people get confused about the difference between a butter and fish knife yes I was taught etiquette at school I need to know how to set a table it's incredibly important it's an incredibly important attribute to have going into life yes knowing knowing latin understanding latin uh a mama Samant. is that right and uh yes setting a table knowing where to put your fish knife i'm sure there's listeners out there saying yes Chappie, i know exactly where you need to put your fish knife Uh, Fish knives and butter knives are popular and regular components in our day to day lives. Well, if you're being taught etiquette and how to set a table, yes, they are. But there's some differences between them. So many people mix them up in the breakfast, dinner, and lunch, which creates shameful conditions. Fish knives versus butter knives is only the solution for you to know the difference between them. The fish knife versus the butter knife. Generally, a fish knife or fork is designed to make eating fish easier. Moreover, you can use this knife for different fish, each of parts, and also cut the fish part to eat. Most of the time, this type of knife is used for lunch or dinner. The fish knife is also called a fillet knife or a fillet knife. It gives you excellent control to take your fish to the plate or share the fish from one place to another. A butter knife is designed for sharing or spreading butter on bread. Yeah, Butter on bread, bread on butter, butter on bread, bread on butter. Uh, this knife looks dull. You never find any sharpness with a butter knife. Uh, a fish knife is also used for cutting soft elements like a butter knife, but a butter knife doesn't come with cutting options. A fish knife comes with a notch, but a butter knife comes does not come with a notch facility. A fish knife blade sometimes comes with some sharpness most of the time, but a butter knife is completely dull. Uh, and you know, finally, a fish knife. We need to reintroduce the fish knife into our lives, ladies and gentlemen. A fish knife is a knife that helps the users to eat fish easily without using their hands directly on the fish. This knife use, comes with a little sharpness and provides a smooth performance to cut and share the fish. I mean, that's when you see Americans, they use the knife to cut and then they put it down and just use their fork. If you sit with an American for the first time and they see you mush or smush your peas onto a fork and then put it into your mouth, they think you're absolutely insane. You know you're an old fart dot 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 when your cursor goes missing. My cursor just went missing. It went from my Mac to my iPad. And I couldn't get it back to my Mac again. Oh, first world problems, I tell you. And also, I'm learning today how to wedge a sensor into my golf clubs to help me improve. Now, I've been playing golf since 1986, and I used to be quite good, and now I've uh, regressed. I don't know if it's become, I'm becoming older, and my bones are aching more, and I've lost all my strength, or something along those lines. Um, but there's people who have only played for about a couple of months. I played with a couple of chaps, and they, they learn how to play golf on YouTube. Yep, they weren't how to play golf on YouTube. So, I'm taking this to task, and I, I'm going to wedge these sensors. My absolute lovely girlfriend bought me these uh, these special. It's a you know the best caddy in the world golf setup, and uh, you you plug these sensors into the end of your golf clubs, and it analyzes your golf game. Now, do I want my game analyzed any further? It's like this is how I go through life. I don't analyze anything to any degree. If I analyzed everything to the nth degree, I would probably um, I would probably sail off uh, into the sunset uh, with a lovely bottle of champagne and maybe some good cheese. That's, what. That's I think, what I would do. If I analyzed my life and this nonsensical, eccentric approach that I have to life, that's probably what I would do. I'm very, very old school, though. I started writing golf tips to myself on a post-it note, written in a, in a, in a feathered quill, a beautiful calligraphy, uh, and put onto the uh, onto the wall. Everybody probably knows I'm BSing at the moment because I have the worst handwriting in the world. And, and, and I took this post-it note off and I turned it upside down to the side, horizontal, vertical, trying to read what I'd written the other day. So my golf tips had disappeared into the ether, never to be seen again. I mean, I see this podcast as a sort of middle-aged man cry for help. It's, it's therapeutic. It is therapy to me. I'm out there talking to myself, trying to solve my problems that accumulated over the years. It's like plaque on a kettle. If you don't clean out a kettle with vinegar, then uh, over the years it builds up. I mean, I try to clean out my plaque by swigging around apple cider vinegar every day. Uh, but I don't think that takes the plaque off the brain, the teeth or anywhere else. The arteries is all still there and I'm just a confused middle-aged man trying to put one foot in front of the other. That's that's all it is. So I'm going to try these uh, these new golf sensors. Maybe I'll sort of plug one in uh, on the show today and, uh, and see what it does, see how easy it is to set up these, uh, these golf sensors here. And there's me reminiscing about old cutlery sets. I saw something that looked like one of my grandmothers or my mothers back in the 70s and 80s. Everybody had this sort of faux, uh, it was a faux ivory handled uh, knife and cutlery set. Everything would look like a butter knife. We talked about butter and, uh, butter and fish knives a little bit earlier in the show here, but everything looked like that. We did talk about very loud people in the uh, in the gym. I talked about the fellow who was having a long conversation with a friend trying to break up with his girlfriend um, and he had his headphones on I heard every word and it, I recorded it and when I played it back it's sort of a warning you shouldn't ease your chappy, and also uh, it was like the, it was like the sound of God the voice of God trying to get me to work a little bit harder at the gym tweeters and twitters and tweeters and twitters now have a little tweeting sound when they refresh their app yes we'll be talking about that possibly or maybe i'll post it note for it for another show i had the biggest welt on my neck the other day i put i put off people joining chappy towers uh also the other day I don't think they're ever going to come back and they're probably going to get within 60 miles of Chappie Town. That's how far they're going to move to their new place. I think I'm going to solve one of my biggest problems is uh, would you rather eat out of a trash can than put IKEA furniture together? Do you bonk it? It's not nosy bonk again, is it? The the character that scared me for like three years as a child. Do you bonk into the edges of table as often as Kim Kardashian checks her Twitter feed? Did you consider seducing your geometry and physics teacher in high school just so you could pass? Well, not the geometry physics teacher exactly. But if so, do you make and also have poor spatial awareness? My fellow clumsy diagram-hating friend. Simply put, spatial awareness is the ability to be aware of oneself or other objects in space, or as Google defines, an organized knowledge of objects in relation to oneself in the given space. It also involves the understanding the relationship of these objects when there is a change of position. I think it's the changing of positions that I may have a problem with. In this area, I don't normally have a problem changing positions. If even thinking about objects in space made you a little dizzy and annoyed, It might be less than spatially aware. You might have heard that women in general have poorer spatial awareness than men. That's absolute bullshine. My girlfriend has much better spatial awareness than me. Studies show that on average, men are better than women at mentally rotating pictures of three dimensional objects. The 3D shapes task. I mean, I can hardly read it, let alone do it. Or judging the slope of the line of the angles task. But before you get too excited, you finally have an excuse not to put anything ever together ever again. I mean, that's a trick I used to do with my dad. If I do something terribly once, he wouldn't ask me to do it again. So they're now asking spatial awareness questions, apparently, on dating websites. Now, this is an OK Cupid question. If you turn a left-handed glove inside out, it fits one on my left hand or on my right hand. And then you have a choice of which answers you will accept. You can, you can, if your date picks the wrong thing, you can answer answers I'll accept on my right left hand or on my right hand. Whether or not you're cack handed obviously is important to your date. And then there's other questions. that looks like uh, snakes and ladders. You have to form this snake, fit one snake into another based on Shepard and Metzler's mental rotation task. Oh my! I'm pa- I'm having a panic attack just thinking about what the f- is this question? Everything geometry based. I was awful at geometry. A teacher once pointed to a three-dimensional triangle with some of a shape in it with some lines and said, "Don't you see it? Don't you see it? Don't you see it?" I do not see it. The fact that physics class was about debating the meaning of the universe. Can we have a f- nice philosophical discussion about the nature of time? And what cheese is your favorite cheese to have in a cheese and tomato sandwich That's what's important to me. When people tell us to head northeast, I go southwest. the edges of everything. I'm going to bonk into everything. Yes no Not knock, knock into it. I think bonk's the wrong. Whoever wrote this piece is misusing the word bonk I think knock I would say just to be just to be on the safe side. You know. Putting together Ikea furniture. I've never done it myself. I consider it a personal goal to always have at least one person in life who is willing to put together the Ikea furniture. It's very, very important, I think, in a partner for me to have somebody who can put together Ikea furniture. As I look at the instructions, and it might as well be in Aramaic. That's how difficult it is for me. If it was in Latin, I would be, I'd be fine with Latin. Putting fitted bed sheets on the bed. I'm not too bad at that, but as long as the label says uh, top and bottom, and then I'm okay. I'm perfectly fine. Rubik's cubes, don't even start with that. They're colorful and make a lovely sort of, it's that sort of guilty pleasure, that clicking sound. I love that, but I can never get them to match or do anything else. Let alone when somebody says the square footage of something. It's 5,000 square feet. This means nothing to me. Reading maps. Oh, thank God we have GPS now. Dear Grandfather Frank, when he was alive, we took a road trip. He was going to take me to look at the university I was going to. And I was with my grandmother in the car. Uh, I was in the front seat trying to read the map. And he, he said in, in, well, I'm probably toning down the language. He said, boy, bloody boy, you're a terrible navigator. Get in the front, Joyce. And then she would get in the front. Joyce, you're bloody worse than the boy. Get back in there. you're a terrible navigator. Why would anybody want to build a model airplane? Not me, do not get that for my Christmas presents. I'm awful at that. Choreographed dance steps. I always hope when I go to a wedding there's no electric slide and I'm not forced to do the electric slide. And, well, I was awful going around roundabouts. Parallel parking's a whole different problem. I can't handle Dr. Pimple Popper or earwax. So I I want to study a little bit on earwax. We had a little piece of the show very early on in my run back in 2020 where I couldn't hear out of one ear. And this is during lockdown. You couldn't go to the doctors. So I tried everything. I trolled that little bulb thing that looks like some weird sex toy that you put in your ear and just... You pump it with water and then flush it, and it blocked the ear even more. And then I got the most marvellous thing in the world that was basically one of those water shooter guns, almost like a super soaker, that you put in the ear, you soften it first with olive oil, and it blasted all that air to and screw away. But the colour, consistency, and amount of earwax varies from person to person. Normal earwax can be dark brown, light brown, orange, yellow... It's like all the colors of a rainbow, basically. Some people have more earwax than others. Older people tend to have more earwax. You may notice the increased amount of earwax as you age, particularly once you get older. The outer part of the ear canal where the earwax is made gets softer with age and it starts to sag, so you have saggy ears. I have saggy earlobes. If you notice, men's ears are huge. The men have uh, ears like Dumbo. And if you you could put one of those massive stakes through the ears, not not like a quarter pound or New York strip, just like a stake that you'd use if you're going to attack somebody. An old man can have that through their ears. The ear canal sags, it becomes more narrow and causes earwax to get trapped into the ear canal. So that's why older people have more earwax because of their saggy ears. If you suffer from chronic ear infections, you notice you have more earwax around you than others. On the flip side, some people have a lot of earwax are prone to blockage which can lead to frequent ear infections. Some people with skin conditions can ha- cause people to have more earwax as well in your earbuds. So I'm an old man with big ears, saggy ears, and I use earbuds. I have no chance, do I? I've become rather fond of the artichoke. You may want to use canned artichokes over fresh artichokes are peculiar vegetables i think if anybody that i need to have that written as my epitaph chappy was a rather peculiar vegetable they can help regulate blood pressure the outlet also notes that the jerusalem artichoke variety provides protective prebiotics and feed beneficial bacteria into the gut linked to digestive health immune function and positive moods the artichoke seems to be an unlikely candidate for a common treat because of their dense cluster of petals and protect the heart and the center choke. One poll that found that 20% of Americans consider it one of their least favorite vegetables is one of my favorites, but then again, I'm always swimming against the tide. If you can get past that tough, threatening exterior, people see the British, that we have a tough, threatening exterior, a little bit pompous, and uh, once you get you only get to know us, we have a very dry, funny sense of humour. According to Healthline, though, I'm talking about artichokes now, not the British. Artichokes are high in vitamin C and K and magnesium, and the highest amount of vegetables for antioxidants. They also great in dips, sandwiches, entrees, parsley, and pancetta. They 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 are also a lot of work to prepare safely. I mean, you can stab yourself; you can perforate your hand when trying to cut an artichoke. Fresh artichokes, though, are not worth the trouble. Why not try canned or frozen artichokes? They're soaked in olive oil and can add healthy omega-3 fats to your diet. But yes, and I repeat, fresh artichokes aren't worth the trouble. On a future show, on a future podcast, we are going to be making for your pooch a homemade dog cake recipe. But please, I'm giving you, giving this recipe ahead of time. Just, all right, so can you just please, uh, can you just take a note of this? Yes, okay. All right, as I'm writing, as you're writing this down, yeah, as you're writing this down, I'm going to give you the recipe for the perfect dog cake. The perfect dog cake. So 300 grams of raw adult Australian kangaroo dog food. Did Did you get that? yeah okay 300 grams of raw adult australian kangaroo dog food yeah yeah that's kangaroo food kangaroo food for the dog four salmon skin dog treats nine to twelve mixed berries mixture raspberries blueberries and strawberries ten to twelve strawberry yogurt drops one teaspoon of melted coconut oil and one teaspoon of pumpkin seeds. So I brought my golf clubs into the bedroom. That's a phrase that no man should ever say. (laughs) I think it could ruin anything else you do in the bedroom. But yes, I have my golf clubs in the bedroom and I'm ready to improve my game by this magic caddy. I don't think it's called magic caddy, but I probably can't say the the name on on the podcast here. So I'm going to install the sensor. I have to plug them in the bottom of my golf club. So I'm gonna get out my big daddy. So I'm getting out my big daddy. And okay, and I have to remove the cover. It's well protected at the moment. I'm gonna remove the cover. course, oh, it's on tight. It's tighter than a duck's bottom. Okay, here we go. So I'm just reading the app as well. I installed the app. I couldn't find the app. I have so many apps on my phone, I couldn't find the app initially when it was installed. Uh, got sensors for every club in your bad. If you already have sensor the clubs, which I do, at least one sensor. Or uh, So anyway, uh, I have sensors so I can swipe to continue. Install the sensors. Twist sensors into all clubs that do not already have a sensor embedded in the grip. Tighten until it fits securely to the end of the grip. So I've got the big daddy. I'm going to take the, the sensor. And I have to screw it. Now, I'm normally quite good at screwing. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Will it fit in? <laughs> Sometimes a problem. And I'm screwing the sensor into the Big Daddy. I mean, you probably never want to say that. It, not after a few drinks, anyway. So anyway, it's nice and tight. And the sensor is beautifully tight on the, uh, on the driver, the Big Daddy. Oh! I had to do that to all 14 clubs. I think I've got 16 clubs, but all, only 14 sensors. Oh, what a, what a mistake I to make, what a conundrum. Oh dear, I'm exhausted. I haven't done that much screwing in a long time. So I had to screw all these sensors into my golf clubs that are right next to me. They're right on my lap here, almost, the golf clubs. From a driver to one iron to putter, right down. Everything has to be, uh, have these sensors. and. I don't know if you remember when Indiana Jones went into, the, uh, into that cave um, in the Valley of the Kings where he found the Ark of the Covenant or wherever it was. And he touched something, it turned to dust. My one iron is so old. I think I think I bought that back in maybe 1990. And I thought when I was going to screw a sense into that, the whole thing was going to turn into dust. It'd be the sands of the pharaohs. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm back. I've installed all the sensors. I'm following directions. I peel off the stickers. Remove the sticker, the protector. So yes, yeah, so you, when you you have to make sure you remove the protector when you or after you've done the screwing here. Return clubs to the bag. Pair only one club at a time with all other clubs left in the bag. Return the club back to the bag after pairing. Okay. All right. So I have to pair by myself. <laughs> oh no. All right, I'll pair the Big Daddy with you, the listener, and then I'll pair. I'm sure this is an absolutely fascinating, listener. So I get the big driver out again. It's fully censored up. Oh, I'm going to leave the head cover on this time. We don't want to, don't want to scare people with the size of the Big Daddy. Um, okay. Once, uh, do you have a ping a club or a QR code speed up? Uh, man, you select clubs to pair. So here's the driver. Um, when done, press the pair bar at the bottom. Continue with the driver only. Have you selected all the clubs in the bag that have a sensor? All right. Oh, I need to lay down after this. So everything is paired very nicely. All the golf clubs are paired. All the sensors are screwed in tight. Nothing dissolved into dust. We're ready to go. Ready to hit the links and try to improve this awful game that I have where I basically look like the Hunchback of Notre Dame over every shot. So we're going to see if any sort of improvement is going to be seen. Now I've uh, screwed in the Magic Caddy and I'm ready to hit the links. I will report back to you and let you know exactly how well I do. I know this is fascinating for you non-golfers. Uh, Maybe we'll have a little session on croquet sometime soon. For the non-golfers out there, maybe croquet is the game for you. I'm sure you're asking, Chappie, did the Greek bed man come? And was it like a big fat Greek wedding with lots of smash plates and nothing resolved and feuds going on for generations? I mean, you've got a Greek craftsman. You've got a Greek craftsman here who's fixed the bed. I mean, they, they created, the Greeks created the ancient Greek trireme boats that consisted of 25 hormones known as the Pencacontors. One of the most prominent warships in ancient Greek times, they built these triremes. They are marvelous craftsmen. Also, the Elgin Marbles. All the wonders of the Greek ancient world. Anyway... So I'm going to give you a snapshot. I did this right at the top of the show, but people will really be where's Chappie? I'm all confused here. It sounds like springs and beds breaking and everything else. Where is he? Where is he? Anyway, this is a, this is a snapshot at the top of the show. Uh, we're going to play it again now for you. This is the whole incident, the whole chapter and verse of the Greek Bedman incident. And you can sort of put the pieces together and discover and understand what really happened. And am I going to be laying on a bed of nails? Is my bed going to be creaky? Am I going to be on the floor within days? I'm in a feast to your problem. How's it going? Good. Yeah, now it's finished. Really, they're not selling many of these beds online <laughs> because of the. Uh, Poles, you know, mm-hmm. Yes, Mau is good. Okay, I can tell Okay. All right. right. Now is good. All right. This is better when, it's when it's better. this way so this way? Oh, you <laughs> you this design 1970. 67. Oh really? Yes, Uh, style. You notice this furniture built like this style, uh, 1970. It looks nice. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, okay. All right. 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 So we're pretty good. Yes, I think this is good, you know, because did you see it? This was metal support. Yes. This. That was what it was before. Yeah, this trash. So just I keep it on it. So I guess. I mean, you don't think there'll be any problems moving forward? No, now, now is good, you know this. Okay. Uh, I need you to sign for my invoice. Okay, but sure. Come in and fix your problem. Yeah, it's trash. I'm not going to bring back your LG marbles. Beware of Greg's bearing gifts. Some of my favorite uh, clips and pieces from the week here. There's actually a book that was produced, I think, in the 1980s that was um, written about men's willies. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, it's basically a, a willy with a head. This head has eyes, and it's got, like, a human head on top of a willy. That's the best descriptor I can think of. And uh, the, the willy is sort of holding his own willy, and he's saying... Got to hand it to you chief you do this better than anyone i know You of those of a cleaner disposition it's so hot i threw some flour and eggs and milk in the air and a yorkshire pudding came down so boris was out in the week here and he was dressed as rf lieutenant here uh, meet the team squadron leader boris jester mcjohn boris johnson Runs the British Aviator's parachuting club. He's part-time reservist, but hopes to be full-time soon. In his spare time, he enjoys cabinet-making and whiff-waff, and has 7,175 children. And uh, to close here, uh, a woman is protesting in the buff to force her local council to make an overgrown and nature footpath, uh, besides a busy road safer. Jill White from Chard Somerset, stood in her birthday suit with placards covering her privates in plain sight of motorists cruising past the Chard and Tatworth uh, entry. Uh, the signs read i've trimmed my bush now highways trim yours white's protest took place on the hottest day of the year so far while her methods are maybe an extreme they appear to have worked two local councillors have confirmed that the somerset council's highways department will begin to clear the hedges and bushes along the footpath next week bird in the hand is worth two in the bush and uh yeah you don't want a brazilian in this hot weather do you Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. It's been marvelous company. Thank you for having me here as I screwed my new sensors into my golf clubs which are hopefully going to improve my game. People are probably thinking what does he do with his life? Yes he's a butler, he plays golf and he records this sort of weird slightly eccentric uh, mostly unfunny with with a dash of charm and humor once a year or something like that podcast if you like this podcast though like and subscribe uh, across uh, the platforms uh, i'm on uh, across all platforms really but liking subscribing pushes up the charts and helps our good friends in sri lanka where i have a huge listenership at the moment you can listen across apple podcasts slacker breakers spotify as an audio version iHeartRadio, radio pandora audible amazon music google podcasts as that woman decided to uh, park by the side of the road protesting over the council wanting to trim those bushes and her bush wasn't trimmed. As the wind waft through the bush you could hear keep calming cauliflower cheese emanating from the said hairy mass. Coming up next we have a poem. Who would imagine a cricket ground had ever existed here? Folded into a farm on downland pasture, lapping the edge of the oak wood. And the buttercup quilted rides for the toll is returned to the plough after a century of combat sown to a sea of blue-green waves beneath which it lies drowned and now stick nor stone of the old pavilion hook nor slatter the scoreboard left never an echo of tumbling children tattle of edwardians knocking their pipes out on the rough deal benches Firming hawthorn and rhododendron has colonized the field edge, spreading through the copper beech and flowering chestnut and adventurous saplings, where in camaraderie of the side I played for here so often, their thunderous blows and heroical overs. The days that flowed with sun and wind, stalemates and dismal drizzle, and the finger of death uplifted in the dusk. Where I might ask a Nobby and Dave and the Colonel and Phil, the two Pauls and the one and only Moggy Worseld and Arthur Spark. I have fallen and failed to raise them by staring at this level meadow as if I was Cadmus who had sown the dragon's teeth and awaited his armed men springing from the earth. But I did untangle my way through the canopy darkness had which been the boundary among the laurel bushes and snagging gorse grass and rabbit holes where i'd forgotten hidden under a wide oak for this was there not lightly move in the rhythm of abandonment had there been a deep ground base and solemn measure of constancy foundy born that may have lasted so long and i laid my arms across the surface feeling under the rust and dust and pollen the summer's that never seemed to move in all the years gone by to the creek of the iron i will be back again next week it'll be one podcast next week i do have my children my lovely daughters in tow next week uh, there'll be one podcast to help alleviate your troubles and massage your logos until next time cheerio Come in and feast to your problem yeah it's trash